Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Sidework family. Andrea here. We hope you guys are safe and healthy and quarantined. Just heads up, we recorded this show three days ago before things completely shut down and got crazy. We know that it's totally wild and things have changed so much in a week. Just so you know, we're going to keep updating and work on faster turnarounds for you guys. Also, follow us on Instagram at Sidework Podcast because we're going to start live streaming, having fun, and connecting with you guys to share advice, love, and support. Godspeed and good health. And now on to the show. I'm talking weird because I've got my pill, my pill is in my mouth, and my bed. Is it your cyanide pill? It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> bite down. Only if necessary. If, if I can't get through this episode without feeling incredibly scared, like, one of you has the vid. You like have your cyanide pill in your mouth, ready to go, and then fucking Winnie jumps on you and you ask them. <laughs> No, hold the on. The vape I, was escaping her mouth. Oh, God. Sorry. Yep. Just got to hold on. Pause for mental health pill. Oh. Namaste. Ah. You just take one. I have like a like a handful. A handful. I'm yeah. just, a, I'm down to a Cymbalta 20 milligrams. Okay. So I went down from 30 to 20. Wow. It's the lowest like they make. Today's the kind of day where like all pills are mental health pills. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Acid. <laughs> <laughs> Is that coming to pill? I don't even Acid know. Acid pill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tablet. Maybe it's more of a tablet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dabbing. Go ahead and dab. Yeah. Dab, dab your blues away. Yeah. Kiss dabbing in there. <laughs> dabbing the drugs. <laughs> I caught my son dabbing drugs. I don't know what you were tooting up your, your snout, but uh, not in this house. We don't toot a dab. Here's the weird thing about drugs. <laughs> I don't, like, everyone I knew who was a huge drug addict was just like a moron. And uh, in Boston, now they all have uh, what I call opioid voice. They all talk like this. And they're always like, how am I supposed to get home? Like, that's for some reason they're always asking that. But uh, I don't understand how they do like a 45-step process. Right, to, to get what they I'm want. Like, yeah, I'm like, you can't buckle a seatbelt. Yeah, for like, sure. How are you like, oh, you gotta like cook it, and then you put it in this thing, and then you MacGyver like a machine out of a bottle, and then put an apple in it. And I'm like, who <laughs> is so funny? They're like, oh, we got the stuff. I'm like super, I, I mean, I'm in, you know, like you're in the spins, and you need your drugs, and you need your fix, and you need it, and you're just like, you're right. And then you're like, step one. Yeah. <laughs> like, step 
step, yes. step seven. I'm like, just gonna fucking smelt some Iowa so I can have a stick of metal to use. Oh. <laughs> I really like and I think like perfecting this like I can't even like opioid voice with yeah. the Boston underlying Boston accent mm-hmm. is like pretty it's amazing it's very specific yeah mm-hmm. that's they're always asking how they can get home and they're always talking about phone minutes <laughs> <laughs> can I use your phone because like I'm out of minutes and my minutes. mother's phone isn't working and I like my uncle's boat what <laughs> <laughs> Um, you like, guys. I'm just a Duncan trying to get a coffee. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. You get like nine sugars and a Splenda melted, but like put it in a plastic and then in a styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real order. I've heard. It's a real order. Um, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hey guys, I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. I'm Brian Lucas. I'm Ken Reed. That's right. They're not hosts. <laughs> They're just here. They're sitting in. No, welcome back, Ken. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, we didn't know what to title ourselves. No, like, you, you didn't. guys had titles, and we were just like, just me. You guys yep. are sitting in as guest co-hosts today, so, you know, it's all good with us. Uh, Ken, you, you brought some East Coast pandemic uh, to share with our West Coast. Yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> Um, who else just found out that Tom Hanks has a son named Chet? Oh, yeah, I Chet. I thought oh, yeah. he knew about Colin. Oh, he's, he's a, a rapper. white rapper. Yeah. yeah, he's a rapper. He mostly speaks in Jamaican patois when they interview him. <laughs> he legit does. Go down a YouTube hole of looking up Chet Hanks interviews, and he's all like, Bamba Belkata. And you're like, what? I I can't handle it. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. I just like the, and you know what? And everybody journey, sure, whatever. How old is he? He's like in his twenties, right? He's like 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just don't want to. I'm, I'm, I'm calling. I'm a calling girl. We're all I'll calling. always be a calling girl. Yes. <laughs> We're all calling Hanks. Well, yeah. Well, because he actually looks like he came from Rita and Tom. Chet? No, no, no. Different Rita is life. not his mama. You guys. He's kind of like a Julian Lennon. Okay. With with a with a better outcome. Okay, but yeah. I think he got Julian Lennon for a little because well, he there. he is a little mini Hanks, and I'm like with this Chet dude. Yeah, Chet can't do the Hanks yell. No, no. Mm-hmm. And I, I just yeah, I mean I, but I think people were tweeting like when you know, troubled times and troubled times when you find Chet Hanks' words more comforting than the president. Yeah. Shit's weird. He's like, my dad's okay, bum bum. Bum bum. Da ha da da drug for Corona nineteen. I, I was I was just blown away. I didn't know they had it, but I think this is what happens. Like dance so, hall Hanks, dance hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he's just a really different generation, right? If he's sure. only in his young twenties, Gen Z, Gen Z for sure. And when you pronounce Gen Z, don't you know? <laughs> That's about the only words I can think it's of. The best to morning do. show I've ever been really? on. It's good. It's not been offensive at all so far. No. Uh, I thought it'd be really funny if, like, we see a press conference with uh, Tom and Rita, and they come out, and then they're like, "We're doing just fine here in Australia. <laughs> Everyone's taking great care of us." Like, and they but just, Chet would have to come like, up first as the hype man and intro him. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, give yeah. it up and they come." <laughs> <laughs> I find it. Yeah, I think there's just something about. And I know this is not a podcast about celebrities and their pop kids, culture. but we're having a pop culture moment. We'll consider right. this our headline. Fair enough. But uh, I probably doesn't want to be affiliated 
overtly that he's got super famous parents, paves his own way, but they have money to do whatever weird shit they want to get into. Like Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber's son just got his face tattooed and says like misunderstood why not across his face and it's just like these are weird fucking kids when you get the world handed to you that much money like yeah you're gonna find your own way which is usually pretending to be a Jamaican, exactly. You know, dance hall superstar. <laughs> so you can distance, you know, until you turn thirty-eight and then come back and inherit the family business. Exactly, and then you're never seen <laughs> from again. The family typewriter collection. Yep. Yeah, in this case, because that's what Tom. The family does. business in this case is just counting all your money that your father earned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, very, very interesting. But Chet Hanks was a revelation to it me. Certainly this week. was. Book of Revelations. <laughs> it's, I think that's uh, six nineteen. Is the Chet Hanks, the Beast of Chet, the Beast of Hanks, shall uh, shall announce is what it says. It's like and the shelves shall be barren of toilet paper. Like that's it. The Beast of Hanks will come. Uh, I know that you have been here already almost a week, right? Yeah, like a week and a half. Week and a half. Okay. Did you already see bizarre behavior beginning on the East Coast with the with the panic? Or a it all bit. changed this week. Yeah. Oh no. It this all week, changed Monday. It's always hard for me to tell when something horrific happens and I'm out here because I can't tell if it's just LA. <laughs> uh, because sometimes it, it's like in Boston, if like a sports team loses and everyone commits suicide and like unmasked in the streets. It's like I'm totally like, normal to see a car on fire. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's just Boston. No one else is even noticing, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> But um, when I flew in, there was a woman sitting like in the seat in front of me and she had on full surgical gloves, like all the way up her arms and a ill-fitting mask, like <laughs> surgical mask that looked like she borrowed it from her father and, uh, and weirdly cotton in her ears and just kept going to the bathroom, which mm, is the most worst place. To yeah. Be. yeah. And I'm like, and nothing you're wearing is protecting you against anything lady like and nothing was... can protect you against an airplane bathroom no like nothing not you even know? years of therapy i just wanted like the comedy of like what's going on in that bathroom you know like yeah it was oh and then the girl sitting next to me had never flown before oh that's unsettling. so the whole flight was is it supposed to do this oh and i'm like like nothing's happening just fly yeah like that's what it does um and she kept going to the bathroom like whenever the other lady would get out <laughs> so oh. maybe they were passing messages Mm. I fucking hate going to the bathroom on planes. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll hold it for hours. But nothing super weird. Um, and then I've only had like, I think I had 10 podcasts of my show booked and then, you know, some schedule changes, but I think I only had two people cancel because they were in a complete panic. Yeah, not bad. Who are they? Want to name them? I'll, I'll write them down for you. Later. Yeah, write them down for you later. <laughs> pass that. Yeah. Pass me that note in the airplane bathroom, okay? Absolutely. Let's exchange messages. Um, well, you guys, let's get into some server submitted, submitted stories. Hello, ladies. Here's a short one for you. There's an exclamation point. I spent a lot of time in small mountain towns around Colorado and am all about small town connections. One of the best small town moments recently happened in a grocery store in a small town near a ski resort conglomerate. Good use. And I couldn't resist sharing this misfortune. As my boyfriend was wandering the aisles of this grocery store, he passed by a grizzled old mountain man talking to a grizzled old mountain woman. Nothing unusual there. But as he reached for the pasta next to them, he overheard the gentleman saying, you mean she just threw on the table? 
Obviously, my boyfriend continued to eavesdrop. It turns out that this mountain lady was a waitress at a local restaurant. It wasn't her table, but a fellow waitress walked over to a two-top to check on the couple. While she was asking if they needed anything else, the girl at the table proceeded to throw up onto her plate and then proceeded to hand it to this waitress to take away. The entire restaurant saw and heard, but the couple stayed through the rest of his meal. Oh my God. Obviously, this story spread like wildfire through the small town so that even us non-locals had heard of the horrors. Keep up all the good work, ladies, and please try to get Jackie Zabrowski. She's my favorite guest thus far, and I've listened to the Pi TSD episode no less than 12 times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Godspeed and good tips, Gisette. I love it. Uh, that story spread like a pandemic. Wow. In that small mountain town, am yeah, I right? right? Yeah. And let's take a moment, because we did a coronavirus episode right before this, to defend that any good restaurant is going to be the cleanest safe harbor you can be Oh, in. absolutely. They yeah. have standards they have to meet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so here's another example of a customer being the wildest, grossest, most infectious, horrifying thing that we are up against on a regular basis. Now, granted, this was just a regular old day of the week. Yeah. No, no pandemic. But God knows why they threw up. Think drunk? Probably. Usually but, it's whenever I've waited tables and someone's puked, it's drunk. And when you puke oh, on yeah. your plate and hand it over and don't notice, and you're, you're like, take yeah. this. You, you get ready. Oh, this it. food is terrible. Oh, Can you cook like this an... more? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hot, but it's... Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I've order soup. Back. I've had drunk people throw up in the parking lot and then call and claim they had food poisoning. Of course. Like, no, it wasn't the 12 glasses of wine you had before you came into yeah. the room. You literally drank poison. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah i hate everybody that's really, not really though um not really it's a time to love and embrace i love everybody except for if you, i just think it's really fucked up to be like here i'm gonna throw up and then i i would be mortified and leave immediately and yeah, just leave a big pile of money and then never come back ever again and at least mm -hmm. try to make it to the bathroom yeah try yeah look like you went and cleaned up uh, yeah. don't wait for, you know, the dessert menus to be dropped and be like, oh, I'd love to throw this up. Take the plate with you <laughs> and rinse it off it. in the toilet or just throw it in the garbage. Uh, I'd love to get the pot de creme and I will be throwing it back up yes. onto the plate. Can you recommend a wine that goes well with barf? That sounds like a, a bulimic <laughs> special to me, like a restaurant where you can just openly be bulimic. This, oh. we shouldn't be that's a dark. This. I know, I, I get what you're saying, but that's a, we don't need to cater to yeah. that. Last week I thought it would be, I thought of an idea for a restaurant called Mama Bird where all the food is pre-chewed. <laughs> <laughs> and and if, if you and your mother uh, are in a Munchausen by proxy right. sort of relationship, that's the place to go for Mother's exactly. Day. Yeah, right. Pardon the interruption. Hi, ladies. First of all, I love this podcast so much, and y'all are such a joy to listen to. Okay, so on to the story. I work at Papa Do's. Papa Do's? Papa Do's Seafood Kitchen in Texas. Calling them out because fuck that place. She's calling them out. Okay. It was a Friday night and we were super slammed. I was dropping food off at one of my tables. And when I turned around, I saw a wad of cash wrapped up in rubber bands on the floor between two tables. That's always a good sign. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I snatched it up and stuck it in my apron because finders keepers. I ran to the bathroom to see how much money it was, and I shit you not, it was 50 $100 bills, <laughs> a.k.a. 5000 fucking dollars. Whoa. Yeah. I had no idea what to do. I had never seen so much cash in one place. 
I didn't want to ask my tables if they were missing cash because they could just lie, say it was theirs, and I didn't want to keep it anymore because I didn't know if there would be legal ramifications if I kept that much cash without trying to find the owner. Conundrum. After about an hour of internally freaking out, I decided to tell the only manager I trusted. Unbelievable that there's even one manager you can trust. Okay, she took it and put it in the safe and told me I was a good person, blah, blah. The next day I wasn't working, but this is what my general manager told me happened. A man and his wife, apparently extremely wealthy looking, came in. It was it was Papa Doe. Uh, <laughs> Papa Doe, did I do? <laughs> Papa Doe is testing us. <laughs> he came in, came in asking if we had found any money the night prior. He knew the place he dropped it, how much cash it was, and what time of night it happened. My managers gave him the cash back, and he thanked them and offered to buy them lunch. What? My managers told him that he should be thanking the waitress since she was the one who found it and turned it in. The man with the cash clapped my manager on the back and said, okay, we'll tell her thanks and left. No offer of lunch or maybe a little reward money for little old me. The worst part was that all my coworkers found out immediately what had happened and everyone started telling me how much of a fucking idiot I was for not keeping it. I should have just kept it, paid my student loans, fuck being a good person. Anyway, that's the story of how I found $5,000 and stupidly returned it. Thank you for everything you do. Y'all are great. Godspeed, good tips, and girl power. Bailey from Texas. Oh, my God, Bailey. That's terrible. Bailey, you're a good person. Yeah. It'll come back to you at some point. I, Brian, <laughs> you, you nailed it, but, man, that's a real sort of, like, fork-in-the-road moment. I picture the guy coming in, like, with a huge 10-gallon white cowboy hat and being like, I'll see, I'll see. I dropped $5,000 here. <laughs> In Confederate do money. <laughs> His wife just doesn't speak. Yeah, at I know because she can't. Her He's face is plastered. Going around to like every place he went to. Not since the, the procedure. The yeah. he, he dropped multiple wads of five thousand. Bill. He's like, so I just gotta do the thing next. We're gonna go to the yeah. to the beer bar. We also <laughs> dropped a wad. Papa Doe's got the five thousand dollar wad. It's just he's so bored. He's just some retired oil baron. And he's like, yeah. let's see the test. They call him Papa Doe because he's so rich because yeah. he's got the dough. Yeah. Pulls Ooh. up with the, the steer horns on his Cadillac. Yeah. And, and on his hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he parks, he takes them off the car and puts them on his hat. There. And then returns them when he gets back in the car. Yeah, He's I, just towing, he's towing an oil rig behind his caddy. Yeah. When I lived in Somerville, Mass., which is like the Brooklyn of Boston uh, in many ways, including now, uh, the people on the second floor, there was literally like maybe 30 kids from Nepal that lived on this floor, and they all worked at this nightclub bartending. And I'd always find ones in the stairwell. Like, oh, I don't know if really? they were just like shoving them in their pocket and they'd fall out. So like I usually wouldn't touch them and then they'd be gone. And one day there was... Tan, like just money all up and down the stairs like they were trying to lead a trail for some kind of weird thing yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like whoa um so i picked it up and it was it was a couple hundred bucks and i knocked on their door and some blonde girl i've never seen in my life was there and i was like did someone, did someone drop money in there and she's like no no 
no. And they just like shut the door. <laughs> and then she said, everything's fine. Yeah. And I just held on to it for like two weeks and then no one said anything. And cool. it was, and I kept it. And you never knew that there was a dead body in that apartment. It smelled okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I need to highlight though, this moment of like the disparity between being a server and wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people coming in were like them. He probably was like, well, if I only dropped a thousand dollars, I probably wouldn't go back to get it. But 5,000, yeah. my wife's going to kill me. It's not worth the time. But it's like having five grand that slips out of your pocket level wealth versus how that $5,000 could solve problems immediately for someone who's a server is like you Bailey you did the right thing because I understand how much $5,000 can change anyone right. and just life. the mentality like if one of us in this room had a rolled up wad of $5,000 in our pocket the weight of that money would we would that's all you feel that would, that's oh, yeah. all you would feel you would know if person. it was gone yeah yeah that's why I would like normally I would go, oh, maybe this was someone like they had to get this cash out for like bail or they were like, I don't know, they're like background, like something they needed it and then they dropped it. But at a restaurant, I would just be like, no, I'm keeping this. Why are you walking around yeah. with 50 100s? That's wild. Yeah. And in a place like a restaurant, I'd be like, there's way too many people that come in here. Nobody's going to claim this. Yeah. It's mine. And if it was, anybody could have picked it up. Keep that shit under your big hat. Yeah. Yeah. Under your big hat. 10 gallons. And more importantly, you peel off five of those 100s. Oh, yeah. And you say, give it to that waitress. You fuck. Maybe he like, if it was 5150s, it might have just been someone who's really into Van Halen. Uh. (laughs) And they're like, dude, I love Hagar. Always carry 5150s. (laughs) That's going to go right over the head. (laughs) Google it, everybody. But trust us, Van Halen, Halen, Hagar, Cobble Wabo. (laughs) That's all you need to know. I just found out yesterday that the jazz club slash restaurant slash Irish pub that I work at will be closing for two months starting on Monday to prevent spread of coronavirus. Can we go back to jazz club restaurant Irish pub? Yeah. Where Did they say where they're from? Uh, no. Nope, I think nope. I can find out, but yeah. there's probably only one? Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. There's nothing <laughs> drunk Irish people like more than jazz. <laughs> yeah. All that great Irish jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, whiskey, you're the bebop. <laughs> So no one's sick that works there. Two months. It's one of the oldest jazz clubs in Cleveland. Ah, okay. And there are servers who have been there for 30 years. <laughs> oh, I'm like going to start crying. I know. This but is uh, just to lighten the mood, so, I imagine a, an Irish jazz club in Cleveland is because the Irish were the only minority in Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> At the time when it put, opened. Yeah. We like jazz too. They also uh, serve Chinese food. That's so yeah, funny. probably. The bosses are looking to get into unemployment for people, but I don't think that I would qualify for that if I'm part-time. They've canceled all the shows there that were scheduled until May. One was a sold-out show for St. Patrick's. Thought I'd just mention this because you mentioned restaurants closing because of racism. I'm wondering if there are other restaurants who are closing as a precaution because of the virus itself. The answer to that is 100% absolutely yes. Like, you know, we're in this... Every day something new is coming out. Right. Not to mention that every day um, 
the government now a bipartisan bill passed that they you they'll, they'll there will be required like sick pay leave. Right. Um, the bill's supposed to be signed um, Monday. You guys will probably hear this in a couple weeks. And then like new pff, everything's going to be different. Like it's crazy. We're recording this now and how different things are going to be when in, you guys actually in three hear this. Days. Like um, tomorrow. Exactly. And well, tomorrow's the National Day of Prayer on the Sunday, so that oh. should fix everything. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Sure. Pray so, away, um, you know, yes, I, uh, one of my favorite, uh, breweries in Chicago, I just found out this morning through a friend is shut down now, half acre beer in Chicago, because there was a bartender there who was exposed and they've shut down the entire operation, like as far as the bars and stuff. So it's, it's like, fickle and weird and people don't know what to do. To Brooks point earlier, like restaurants have almost a hospital level yeah. requirement mm-hmm. of cleanliness. And I was telling a friend the other day who was freaking out about not being able to find hand sanitizer when I'm like, you can just use water. But um, that all restaurants have those UV lights that kill everything. Like they have to have them in the prep kitchens. And I was looking on Amazon and no one had started buying them yet. So I'm like, well, that word hasn't gotten around. But I should hoard some yeah, and then sell them right. in a markup. But I'm yeah. like, yeah, they literally have those in every, like they mm-hmm. have to have them. Like they're, it's the cleanest and, thing. And everything in restaurants for your hands, for the dishes, for everything goes through. I mean, if you're worried about, you know, cancer causing chemicals, I wouldn't focus on that because uh, everything's We're playing washed short like, game here. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, like the stuff that it's it's dangerous for a worker to be exposed to the level of cleanliness and high powered chemicals you know, that a restaurant is equipped with because we are required by the government to be that clean. Now, this place, like, you know, the owner's deciding to close for two months... Like when things really haven't even gotten so crazy yet, is it is that's a little bit of an overstep, yeah, and taking a huge risk at the same time. They really are. Um, I think it's people weigh like owners who can't afford to close a place for two months sometimes, weighing the cost of or going to a, their lawyer, who's like, well. You'll take a hit for two months being closed, but if someone gets sick and you get sued, it'll be ten times that. So go with the closing. Yeah. That could be it. Um, and if I may, I did respond over Instagram just because, you know, she had mentioned because of us talking about articles three days ago, you know, I said articles we were referring to uh, show that the racism and fear about eating at Chinese restaurants started a month ago oh, yeah. before anyone here in the U.S. was identified as having the disease, you know, just to clarify, mm-hmm. we weren't That's necessarily. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I said now within the few days of even that it's like restaurants and schools and shops and sporting events and festivals everything is being advised to close what happened to chinese restaurants was not a recommendation for many public figures it, no. you know it's, that was just, just fear based brains going bald. exactly go to you know yeah. but yeah. as of 2 days ago now it is a public recommendation and a requirement so you know granted everything keeps developing and moving fast and to you who wrote in um we can get into this too. Uh, maybe look for another job because we'll read some of this. People are also commenting on our posts. They're like, we've been slammed. Oh yeah. No one is paying attention to the, well, no, I mean, so we can, um, if you want, we can wrap up the server story and go into a little bit of their few more things. Um, which is going to go into the topic, but yeah, I, I feel so sorry. I think like a two month closing is like maybe ultimately to shut down the cost of food you'd be bringing in that you might waste or whatever is a smart move for them. It just really hurts you guys, the servers. And I would hope that even as a part timer, they could find a way to compensate you. Yeah. Aren't These there, are unprecedented times. Aren't there restaurants that, uh, and I've 
I know this isn't the the common thing, but I've heard about it sometimes where like the restaurant shuts down for two months because they're remodeling or something. Right. And they'll pay their staff that two months because they want them. They don't want them to get another job. Um, how is this different? <laughs> like, wouldn't you yeah. just pay them? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. If you're if I don't know, it, it sounds like they've been around for yeah. 30 plus years. It seems like they have something stashed away. And all that Irish jazz. That's right. I mean, the Irish know, jazz money. That's all, the, all that yeah. Irish jazz. <laughs> that's a honey hole. That's the review they do there on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. All that Irish. It's jazz. a literal. Yeah, it's a gold so mine filled with amazing. pots of gold and rainbows. Right. That's right. Um, well, you guys, we love it. We're and just so you all know, as long as we all feel good, uh, we're going to continue to just try and bring you content in these weird times. It's been fun, and you know, I was feeling lonely this morning, and I was like, if they need to cancel, I get it or whatever. But I'm really glad you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, here. we're all sitting yeah. in yeah. a nice, healthy distance away from each other. We moved to a bigger yeah. room to podcast. I was, I yeah. was like, let's, let's not. Okay, yeah. I mean, Perfect. I was booked for like three makeout casts, and they all canceled. <laughs> I was like, why did I fly out here? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, but please, especially if you are experiencing crazier than usual business because there's nothing to do, or you are going through a hard time, we want to shout, shout your story, share it. Anything during this time, we're going to try and still continue to be here and share your stories. So please submit. Uh, you can DM us at Sidework Podcast on Instagram or email us directly, sideworkpod at gmail.com. We love you guys. I'm kind of having like a moment too where I'm realizing like, even if we did get really scared, we could continue to podcast through Skype. And like yeah. podcasting is like... TV's shutting down. Yeah. Like we're an industry oh, I know. that we're is going, going so rebel and awesome. And there's something, yeah. So kudos to you, Ken, that <laughs> you're smart, you know, doing the thing that, you know. Got to. It's, it's when it's like in Planet of the Apes when that uh, disease took out all the pets so that they had pet monkeys and then they became, took over. This will be podcasts are the pet monkeys. There and we TV go. are all the pets that are going to get wiped out. Oh, and did you, do you recall that, um, did you guys like the show Last Man on Earth? Yes. Yeah. So the first person to die of the virus that killed everybody on the show was Tom Hanks. Yeah. Isn't that fucking Whoa. weird? That is fucking weird. So is this whole thing viral uh, promotion for Last Man on Earth coming to Netflix? <laughs> coming. Just coming to Netflix. Not even a new just season. Just let it go, man. Yeah. It's fine. Just let it go. Oh, so yeah. So I wanted to re read a few responses to our Instagram just to kind of flow into the way people... Um, We'll stay away from bars or go to bars and restaurants for comfort during really weird, uncertain times. But, you know, I, I jokingly posted a photo of uh, from Slumloud, uh, you know, like a person in a hazmat suit. It's a pretty funny meme. Like me asking the one table I've had in the past three days if everything is going all right with their meal. You know, <laughs> guy in like head to toe hazmat. And we got a lot of comments as of last night, people like bracing for a terrible weekend and from re 20 it's just it's slammed at my work there is nothing else to do but to go out to eat anymore which is like whoa and then greasy tamales who i love when she uh comments she says my restaurant was slammed tonight friday last night friday the 13th definitely more than 250 people at once in close quarters mostly big parties too what the fuck i had a customer tonight ask me how's it going i was like well since the governor put denver on an emergency declaration i think we have entirely too many people in the restaurant and i'm a bit weirded out at how many people are out and about and here my customer replied oh yeah i think it's all fine we are public health workers 
I thought of something <laughs> clever to hide my frustration and said, oh, so you fuckers probably brought it here. Great. They laughed. I laughed, air quote. Then I walked to the kitchen and bitched to my coworkers how we should not be helping community spread COVID-19 like this. Wow. Ugh, restaurant life. I'm just picturing public health workers who are like, it's Jim's birthday. Is there any place that we can get a reservation for 12? Yeah, and they're right. like, every place is booked. Uh... Declare an emergency, like, for two days. <laughs> no, no, make sure restaurants are exempt, and then we'll just get a table. It, it is, it's probably, you know, I think a lot of people are like, snow day, you know what I mean? There's it, that. This could be, and then a lot of people walk to the bar. Like, that's what mm-hmm. they do, you know, in like, time. Yeah. Part of me is like, tonight I'd be in that mood, maybe. I was late that last night. I was like, I want to go to the bar and I'll get fucked up. And then I was just like, oh, whatever, I'll just drink at home. But, like, you know, I, I also have to, like... There's a lot at stake. Like I have to stay in a safe space because I have to work with because yes. of my work. You yes. know, like yeah. as much as I want to get out there and fucking party. Um, I think not. <laughs> I will also mention. You know, I've been really um super impressed as always. Like I always am at Eater. You know, mm-hmm. Eater like specified to just like the nation, but there's always one like within big cities. They're really keeping up. Uh, on rights and options for people in the service industry mm-hmm. and how the how corona is going to affect all of us. Mm-hmm. So, like, just make sure that you keep up on what they're putting out there because it's really educational for all of us. So, th- right now, listen to us. Eater.com is a great resource for everyone wondering how they can maybe recoup some losses or what their rights are and their rights to fight for forced time off. Yeah. You know, I was also reading today, if, you know, before we, like, really get into the thick of stuff, like... Um, if you are in a place where you can uh, set up unemployment, you know, I know that there's things passing like in Congress for all of us to get paid time off, but it might not be an option like for all of us in the service industry because well, it's so y- fickle. You know, you know who's fighting for it? Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying like if you, if you want to be one step ahead, you can always like set up that unemployment and that's a way to generate income to make up for losses as well. It's state by state as well. So yeah, like California, Mass- you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Massachusetts, uh, I think I read yesterday, has instituted like some emergency protocols for like um, independent workers and that sort of yeah, stuff. Self-employed, so, yeah, self-employed, tip-based, et cetera. Because this morning, stupid fish face Mnuchin was all like... Yeah, why, why do we let um, that fucker come yeah, out and talk to like, us? I, I produced the Suicide Squad. Uh, and um, <laughs> he... Uh, but he was like, we don't want big government handing out money, but for people that are smaller, people who can work and be, be, be. But he's like, we're going to have it be a tax uh, credit. So, you know, you just won't, you'll get like a credit on your taxes. And I'm like, like no, oh, people... that's helpful for everybody next yeah. fucking meanwhile, year. Meanwhile, we'll just put exactly. a trillion dollars into the fucking stock market yeah. instead of giving yeah. you any money. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah we're, this is if, if you weren't uh, considering voting this administration out before, this might be the tipping point for a lot of people. Just to yeah. just see the complete disconnect or um, just drag Stephen Miller and Steve Mnuchin <laughs> out into the streets and tear them apart with your bare hands stomp them to death and then they just dress uh, them as bananas yeah. and drop them in Thailand where all the starving yeah. monkeys are have, have you them seen torn this apart by mo- I would love to see Steve Mnuchin torn apart by monkeys <laughs> oh yeah like just and they don't even have to be flying just regular monkeys have you seen this oh though? yeah yeah he'd yeah. make the best screams <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's all the Stevens. Yeah. All the Stevens. Get rid you're of them. Steven in the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see you tortured to the point where you're begging for you death. You want to purge all the Stevens? Yeah. Yeah. I want a Steven free universe. 
Except Colbert. <laughs> I like Steve Malkmus. It's actually oh, what about his oh, yeah. head? It's actually Stefan. No, you gotta yeah. go. We'll have some Nobody. exemptions. We'll have some waivers for certain Stevens. <laughs> Spielberg. I'm on the fence. Dorf gone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Dorf. Dorf will. Oh, Dorf would self deport. <laughs> oh, he's definitely a carrier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal would fucking fight. Yep. Uh, he would fight. Well, he's in Russia already. That's yeah, true. He's uh, um, and he just got fined for for fraud. Look, we could keep anyway, going on the Steven list. We keep going with Stevens. <laughs> if anyone has any exes named Steven, yep. they go on this. I'll put them on the list. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going on a Steven hunt. <laughs> Listen, I know that now is not the time to turn against others, but let's go for it with the yeah. Stevens. Yeah. We need you something know, like, to the do. Book that, like, I know my name is Steven. It's yeah. like, no, not anymore. Yeah. I know my name's not Steven. They yeah. named me Steven so they could get rid of me. <laughs> um, all right. And real quick, like, so my, my old place of employment they're doing what they can they have switched to uh you they're going to keep their uh their doors open their kitchen open but for like delicious eat at meal homes they're like we're going to send you out the door with small batch cocktails beer so they're not gonna totally die they're gonna find a way because i know this place is fantastic to try and help their employees make some money um Again, on Instagram, mgordon89, she says, people, please support your local restaurants. Don't come if you're sick, but if you're healthy, come out and support. All restaurants in my area are taking a ton of extra precautions to ensure the safety of customers and employees. Old people stay home, though. <laughs> I will say, and maybe another way to support your local business and when things blow over is go buy a fucking gift card at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. That's and good just idea. pump yes. that money in and then use it at a later time, you know? Yeah. Go back when we got the all clear. Yep. When the Stevens like, are gone. Like oh, once all the Stevens are eradicated <laughs> from the earth, <laughs> we can all move about freely. Um, yeah, or, or like, I, I don't know how much it helps servers, but like, just get takeout. Yeah. Like people yeah. are like, I wish there was no big. food at the supermarket. Yeah, like, go, go get, get it out. from like, a restaurant and you can tip big. the front door. Yeah. Drop the bag and get out of here. <laughs> I'm the different, you know, there's a lot of food delivery guys that are going to be staring down the barrel of a shotgun. Truly. Being like, you're on my oh, porch. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought like, you meant like, you got food in there? Oh, yeah, no. No, yeah. like the Home Alone style. <laughs> you oh, filthy yeah. animal. <laughs> Leave the chain. Leave it on the porch and get the hell out of yeah. here. <laughs> like uh, last night, I never go to bars because I don't drink. But when I'm out here, I love tiki bars, so I just go and get like oh, the fruitiest right, yeah. mocktail possible. Love it. And uh, where I'm staying in North Hollywood, I'm like within walking distance oh, yeah. to Tonga Hut, oh. which is amazing. Um, and uh, oldest tiki bar in the city. It's fantastic. Last night, the bartender she set my drink on fire, and her finger was on fire on purpose. And uh, well, that's a good way to sterilize. It was pretty great. And I gave her like a fifteen dollar tip because I just didn't feel like breaking my. T- but I'm also like, sure. you might be closed tomorrow. I don't know. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Like, just give them a tip. And yeah. uh, also, like, over tip. Like, if over you were fucking tip. Tip like you sat down at the restaurant, especially if you're going to go get, like, maybe a $200 meal yeah. for a group of people. Like, that's going to be a $40 tip. Yep. Throw it out there. I think good restaurant owners are going to see it dispersed however they can see fit to their staff that's working. Tip you know? like no one is watching. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so I thought the topic for today, you know, which is just like, these are strange times. None of us are currently, well, I, 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 my restaurant job was canceled through an email, uh, (laughs) uh, two days ago. I just kind of stuck my toe back in the water and 
you know, they're like, listen, based on this, all the special events are clearly getting canceled. So apologies until further notice. And I'm like, at least you can turn back to stand up for that lucrative money. Oh my God. I'll tell (laughs) you what, I'm not going near a a microphone in a comedy club with the world's unhealthiest population in the world. Comedians. Absolutely not. No, no, no. So, for I haven't those... slept in four days and I'll sleep with anything. Exactly. Anyway, here's my microphone. I know, <laughs> truly. Oh, I get so gross about it, even when mm-hmm. there's not pandemic going around. But um, so, but it made me think of the times in our life that we have had to serve, um, pour drinks, etc. When the world has been brought to its knees, either for sad times or has sure. gone wild for super happy times. Yeah. So if anyone wants to start off, uh, I do have one if no one had one ready to go, but I mean, I had to work on nine 11. So that was, where were you in Omaha? Uh, in Omaha. I was yeah. still in Omaha. I was working at Buca de Beppo. The bell is somewhere. Oh my God. You know, Buca de Beppo bell. Ding, ding, ding. Being sanitized. I was at Buca. It was a long day. It was crickets. Like, people kind of came in. They didn't come in. It was hard to be like, hey, how are you guys doing today? Because you, like, have to have a cheery disposition, uh, especially at a corporate restaurant where there's fucking, like, certain selling points you have to hit. So, and then you're just kind of like, it's all bullshit. I mean, so talk about an existential crisis when you're trying to upsell someone, right? <laughs> you, you want that garlic bread, right? Yeah. Twin numb. towers collapsed. You may as well treat yourself to that extra garlic. This bread. might be your last meal, right? And then, like, cut to a year later, um, I had, you know, I was scouting an apartment in Chicago because I was moving there. Went to a restaurant and it was in Wrigleyville um, and it was just like dead. There was just nobody out. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, why is it so slow? I asked our server and she was like, um, because it's 9-11. Like she was all mad. Was and a, year a year later. It was a year later. And I was just like, why is it so slow? I wonder. And she just, I got like a, what, like whatever. What are you talking about? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I had three jobs when 9-11 happened and one of them I was working I was, I was working on a morning radio show in Boston as the producer and the news guy was on vacation and I was filling in on the news. <laughs> and so I'm um, Ken Reed, just yeah, breaking. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I really, so, and it's Boston too, which is where like the planes left from. Jesus. So the, 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 um, station manager was like, Ken, it's Cruz. Whose name was really Dan. Uh, why don't you go down Logan? See what's going on down there. I'm like, we're not on news. Like we play like silver chair. Like this, not. Um, but the the emergency broadcast system came on. I was one of those things. So then I, I got out at ten in the morning, and I had to go to my, work my double shift at Maggiano's Little Italy. Uh, oh, we're very similar. Very similar. Yes. Uh, sports. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and there was nothing, nothing going on there. It was literally nobody. And because I'm so, I feel so like guilty. You came into work just to get cut, basically. Yeah, I got cut, and also I still <laughs> tipped everyone out. Which I don't think you're supposed to do, but I was like, basically, I left twenty dollars poorer than I went to work that day. And this one was in the theater district, and I had started before that. And they're like, "This is like the gold mine, Margianos, because everyone goes to the shows, and they got to get out of here quick, and you get like twice as many turnovers, and it just they're they're happy." And uh, they canceled every play for the next three months, and it was just dead for months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Three it was months. Because yeah. I was like, even New York was like back up on its feet within a few days with, you know, late night. And, and it, I mean, it was a very different situation because um, New York has to, you know, find a way to thrive or whatever. But it's it's odd to me that Boston, I mean, but the, those again, everyone was terrified. Yeah. It, very inst- I, I remember I went to a bar because I couldn't watch the footage alone in my house yeah, anymore. Yeah, I went to a bar repeat. that night too. Yeah. And uh, I, I drank with others at that point, and there was there was a calming, communal, weird. It felt good to be around other people yeah. when you were so fucking scared. Yeah, which is yeah. what's so odd now, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we can't, we cannot I be know, around I, other people. I don't, I, I'm like, sure we can. Sure we can. We're around each know. other. Yeah, Just yeah. In a safe distance. I think there's something sexy about six six feet of distance between True. two people. It's like a Romeo and Juliet forbidden love. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't touch me. But yeah. Touch me. With I think your... I'm finally gonna go on Tinder this week. You know, <laughs> Mut- yeah. mutual masturbation is going to be a big yes. One. You know, just you excuse know, me, standing six feet away. Consensual mutual yeah. masturbation. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Don't do it unless it's, it's consensual. Me just like walking in the bathroom a bunch of times, being like, "What the? Could you yeah. like?" <laughs> I have to take a shower. Where are you going? And I'm just what, babe? There's a virus at hand. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They told me I'm supposed to do it because it makes going to be an antidepressant. Oh, I made a joke the other day on Twitter, but I actually think it's kind of true where we're like we've we've just created a whole generation of people whose kink will be touching faces <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well i came sexual awakening during the coronavirus era and now i'm just like ooh, <laughs> touch my face <laughs> put it one in, big lionel richie put it in my you. nose yep. put it in my nose <laughs> <laughs> cough on me cough on me <laughs> I've told you guys my uh, my two porno names I've come up with so far. I like them. One is Poonsday Preppers, which I think is a good a good okay. porno name. But um, although, but Poonsday is something something people want. What do you mean? Like they're like April fifteenth, Poonsday. Right. Woo. Right. So they're just like so they're prepping for Poonsday. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. <laughs> you don't need a you don't need a pool full of tilapia for that. All right, for sure. Um, and then co-ed 19 is my other. Oh, co-ed? Oh, co-ed 19. I think that's yeah. probably a yeah, that probably exists. magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Naughty Whatever. co-ed It's 19. mine now. Yeah. Wait for taking my joke. Yeah. Okay. You punched Hospi- it up. You punched it up. Good Hospital job. room pillow fights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People, hot chicks wrestling in baths of Burel. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> That makes my vagina hurt real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, like um, really monumentous days and working. I mean, anytime Nebraska would win a football game, (laughs) right, Brian? I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, nobody gets this. I last place I bartended in Chicago, Irwin, that we've talked about, um, was always on the um, Gay Pride. Mm Mm-hmm route um so it was every year it was insane i was always the the brunch manager um oh no brunch but, manager but there was pride? a year dude dude yeah oh it was insane Jeez. but there was, it was so fun it was a lot of fun uh but there was one year that the somebody got injured at the start of the race so they ended up postponing the parade for about like two hours while they dealt with this injury and so everybody was just stuck and they came in and like i got slammed i was the bartender and the manager so 
everybody was just bored. They're like, well, I guess we drink now. Come in, uh, the local newscaster got shit-faced on shots. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, she was by herself. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you take care of this plate for me. Thank you. <laughs> the great thing was, you know, for me, we weren't a shot kind of bar. So there was no way, there was no shot button on the register. So I was just like, yeah, $5. And I intended to ring most of them up, but I we didn't. always do. We do. Yeah, I did it, so I like walk out the end of the day with like three hundred dollars. I'm like, well, I I think I, I gave a, like a hundred fifty at least into the registers. So I'm good. Yeah. 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 So to set the scene, like this was my favorite spot to watch the gay pride parade ever in Chicago because, like Brian said, it was like. Before the actual start, so all the all the floats were backed up, and everybody was super crowded in, like like f- four blocks up. And Irwin, the way it kind of went up, it's almost like it had its own little stoop. So we would go mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. like a handful of us, sit at the bar, have brunch and drink, and then once everything got moving, people were still as thrilled because they were actually starting to move around the along the parade route. That like we got it was so fucking fun and so less crowded and Brian would be like you have to put that in a coffee cup and we would just like drink mimosas in coffee cups outside and like watch the parade it was what a great memory I love that it was yeah it was fun I um I have this uh oops, let me get rid of this gotta block that number <laughs> I think they want money from me <laughs> um I absolutely remember working in Brooklyn at that outdoor bar I used to work in called Trout, which, as you know, is an infamous dump. And uh, so it was like an outdoors 4 a.m. bar, as only Brooklyn does. Uh, in the summertime, only attracted the finest. Second shift bar. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, wait for Hank to just shut up. Someone's like opening and shutting their car door. So How do you work second shift mind. when you're unemployed? Okay, you should stop in a minute. You guys weren't. Aware this cars aren't allowed to drive by. Oh my! Not dog. on Hanks. My watch. dog won't have that either. My dog's like, guys, there's a kid on a bike outside, and we need to fucking do something about it right now. <laughs> Lady pushing a stroller needs to get out of here. Not on Hanks' watch. Uh oh. Oh, there's a man in a uniform doing something. Oh boy! Oh boy! Dropping off a package. Look at this. He's a carrier. <laughs> oh Hank, is it super bad? Like, if I'm talking louder over it, can you hear his total screaming? I mean, it's um, a little bit in the background. It's, it's fine, though. All right, I, I always gives, leave it in mind. Brian gives it the okay. They know well, I've got Well, start some... talking louder. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, you're uh, coming in louder than him. Yeah. So, like I said, an infamous dump. Um, and I remember it had been rained out, which is always tough because they don't let us go. You're just kind of sitting there underneath. It was supposed to look like a bait and tackle shop that you drank. It's... Terrible. And Sexy. and so we, yep, we stayed under the awning, watching TV, waiting for the shift to um, start again. If it, you know, because they were like, we can't cut you all because the minute the rain starts or the, the minute the rain stops, we're just slammed. Right. So none of y'all fuckers are going anywhere. So we would just sit there and be like, can we have a few drinks while we wait? And of course, they're like, all right, everyone can have like four drinks, but that's it. <laughs> Between all of you. Between, no, yeah, you each could, all right, after four, yeah. you need to be professional. After four, you just need to ask for four more. Yeah. Yep. And then, so this was like probably pretty early in the day because the shift started daytime and went late. And then the news broke 
this is 2009 that Michael Jackson had died. Ah. And it was on every TV, like newscast in in every bar, in every, like everyone in Brooklyn was like sticking their head out the bodega, whatever. And they're all like, the king of pop has died. Like everyone was losing it. And then out of every business for maybe the next three days, just nonstop Michael Jackson dance party. And everyone, the rain stopped and our bar got flooded with people who were toasting his death, like hugging, crying, dancing. I mean, now I know we know so much more right, right, right. 10 years later. Yeah, they weren't aware of his molestation. Yeah, history nobody at the time. was, you know. They no, weren't celebrating that. Everyone, exactly. No one was celebrating that, <laughs> but it, it was just this wild, it was a global event and I walked away with so much fucking money that night I couldn't have been happier because not only was work um involved you know work was uh mixed with a Michael Jackson dance party which anyone who knows me from college age that's all I ever demanded in life if you were coming (laughs) over to my house Michael Jackson slash Prince dance party and I was a pig in shit but um that was just crazy the streets were just covered with people crying and remembering Michael Jackson, and that was wild. Like everyone was in a good and loving mood because of this dude. Yeah, it's it's when that happened, I I was reminded that we don't have anyone of that celebrity level after that. Like Madonna might be the or like <sighs> maybe Not Bruce like Spring. That. It's people that all came up in the eighties. We have no one who came because well, Prince died too. <clears throat> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like Bowie he'd be right. And, yeah. Oh, and I remember, yeah, we were at Bar Bricks. I was eating with my mom and dad because they still remember this. This is the, I had lived in LA for like a few weeks and it was January 3rd, I think, was mm-hmm. the day he passed. And we had just had a nice meal late. It wasn't our plan. Came out to the car, turned on the news, David Bowie. We just sat in my car just looking for as much info as we could get. And we were just so stunned. And that was another pivotal moment. I just had come out of a restaurant. I wasn't working in one. Still counts. I'm surprised we didn't go back in for more drinks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah, it's really interesting. Unrelated, like, but just being in LA specifically, when Prince died, like all the Jacaranda trees started blooming. So like literally like the day after there was purple flowers all over the whole city. Yeah. It was insane. But yeah, it is. What a good topic. Like, Brooke, this is like, Thanks. you know, I think when I first started working at Bad Dog with you, it's like right when the Euro Cup was on. That was crazy. When Greece won. And yes. We, and we had like, I just remember it was one of my first shifts, like bartending. And there was like one lone Greek fellow just running up and down the restaurant, the bar with a Greek flag around his shoulders, like the happiest man on the planet. It's like I do this day. every day. Today it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today yeah. I'm not the crazy. For sure. Yeah. I mean, how much I wish I could have been in Chicago when the Cubs won, you know, like sporting events, even if you're right. not a fucking sports fan, right. like when you're at a restaurant and people are all cheering, you feel the vibe. Everybody's, but you know, then you also feel the vibe when people fucking lose. Yeah. You know? And then we've talked about, you know, like we've had the sports bar topic where, you know, on, it makes on, or breaks your day, makes or breaks your day. But same with politics. Shit's going to get wild. It's been oh, yeah. wild. Uh, you know, people are getting together at bars to watch primary return parties um, I was supposed to go to a pantsuit party on November 9th, 2016, uh, and then that didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. Oh, Instead, okay. I yeah. held my roommate and cried. Yeah. But, um, you know, but politics are a huge deal because even like running through the streets of New York City, November 4th, my 30th birthday, 2008, when Obama 
won the election. I mean, we like bartenders were just like, just take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just throwing drinks at you, you throwing money at them. And like we were climbing up street poles and just high fiving and like it's being in bars and restaurants during wild times. Like I get the comfort that it provides. It's just basically all that happening in a fun montage when the cheers theme song is like playing in the background. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't working. I used to work at our local CBS affiliate and when I worked there for the Boston Marathon, I oh, was in, the, was in oh. the sales department, which I didn't mean to do. But um, they all went to this bar at the finish line, mm-hmm. and they all got drunk. And I had to stay behind and sit in the control room and log when all the ads aired because it wasn't regular time because it was a live <laughs> event, and they had to be able to quantify what they charged people. But when the bombing happened, I was working a different job, ooh, ooh. Um, and the, this is terrible. The first thing I thought was. Oh, the poor people at that bar are going to have to deal with these sales assholes for like three times longer than they normally do because everyone was like trapped there. Uh, And I was just like, those poor people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I was thinking like in New York City, anytime there is a monsoon type extreme thunderstorm, the city just will flood bars and restaurants. And it's this hilarious feeling of everyone being like, well, I was going to go home, but I can't, let's get drunk, you know, and having to serve people just because they don't want to be in the rain is a very weird and magical. For sure. I mean, anytime there's like a, the polar vortex that that hit Chicago, I mean, people still walk to the fucking bar. Bomba cyclone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any sort of huge weather event, people will definitely be like, oh, I still, there's a watering hole three blocks away. I'm going to go, you know? Yeah. And like, and I'm staking bartenders I'm staking that, that this bar make stool. it to work for you. Yes, they do. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a feeling of normality, I think, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's one of the few things, like, bars and restaurants don't have normal business hours. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're usually open at odd hours, and you can go and kind of pretend stuff's normal mm-hmm. just by the nature of they're working. I'm, these are normal transactions. See? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Right, right. It's not, even, it's not even just being around other people, but it's sort of that weird thing where, like, you're like, oh, things are fine. I can pretend. And be sure to tip the shit out of them. Yes, that's Always. our takeaway. Tip, tip, tip anywhere you're going right now. You know? Yeah, tip like, you know, tip like you won't go out to eat. Maybe you won't be able to go out to eat for a month. Who fucking knows? Pre-tip so them. Pre-tip your servers, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You might Wait. need them to put something aside and for then you. When, when, and this is my prediction, when all this blows over, shit's going to be fucking bonkers. People are going to be like, let's go out to eat. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. So we're all going to get our asses handed to us soon. So just like, you know. One day at a time. One day at a time, everybody. Um, well, it's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege to talk with all of you. Uh, thank you, listeners, as always. You're our, you're our waiting and bartending fam. We love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, best of luck during these very weird times. If yeah. there are any stories that we yeah, can help prop them. up, we, we want them. I We're can't gonna... wait to hear all the crazy shit, the good and the bad. Hopefully a lot more good, but, you know, I'm, 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 we're here. Did We're you here. ever know that you're my <laughs> server? <laughs> and you bring me everything I need. <laughs> I can and get drunk. I'm sorry, but I asked for a side of ketchup. <laughs> and throw it up on a plate. And hand it to me. <laughs> you guys could throw up on a plate and hand it to us anytime. No. <laughs> okay. No, please don't. 
Please don't. Metaphorically. All right, guys, we're switching up our uh, sign off this week. Uh, You know what we say? Usually Godspeed and good tips, but this time we're going to switch it to Godspeed Godspeed and and good good health.